0: Thank you Jesus Yes Lord Only you can steal My soul Test again this morning Lord Father thank you for a brand new day Thank you Lord For bringing me again into your presence Thank you for the gifts The gift of life For the gift of knowing you. Lord, for the blessing of making us your children. Lord, we say we are grateful this morning. Thank you, Lord God, for the gift of Jesus Christ. We give you all the praise, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because this morning we are able to worship you as Father. We are able to cry, Abba, Father, this morning. We are able to call you Jehovah, Yahweh, Ancient of Days. We are able to cry, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty. Yes, Lord, you are Almighty. There is none beside you. There is none that can be compared to you, O God. Be exalted forevermore. In the precious name of Jesus, be exalted, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we spend our time again here, this time again here in your presence, we ask, Lord, bless us again, help us to understand your word once again, and cause your name to be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Yenike. We continue our reading of the book of Romans. Yesterday we stopped on Romans chapter 13. So we have just 3 chapters today and so we complete the book of Romans. Start the book of um the book of 1 Corinthians tomorrow from there we'll pick up speed okay remember we want to complete reading the entire the the entire new testament in three months a big thank you to everyone joining in this morning from wherever you are listening to me god bless you um whatever platform you are you're joining me from i pray god bless you Um, You're joining me on Anchor, on Spotify, on Facebook, on WhatsApp. I see you. Thank you. God bless you. I pray, the Bible says, as we pay attention to the Word of God, as we look at it daily, the Bible says we are transformed into the image of God. I pray that that will be your portion. I pray that your life will change. You'll become more and more like Jesus In the mighty name of Jesus. Alright, so let's take Romans chapter 14, 15 and 16. So, you get the gist of the book of Romans, right? Yes, Paul perfectly explains, explains the gospel. Yes, talks about his, his heart for the nation of, his desire for Israel, the nation of Israel to be saved. But Paul perfectly explains the gospel. Okay, so Romans chapter 14, the danger of criticism, the danger of criticism. It says, accept other believers who are weak in faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. Accept other believers who are weak in faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. For instance, one person believes it is it's all right to eat anything, but another believer with a sensitive conscience will eat only vegetable. Uh, those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't. Okay, so you see, some people will say, ah, it is because of the strength of their faith. <laughs> you better keep quiet. <laughs> may god not allow your faith to shake (laughs) yes (laughs) so i yes i thank god for you that your faith in god is keeping you strong it is in it is your faith in god okay so we must not we must stop all of this competition with one another yes and put our focus totally on god instead of competing with one another We should encourage one another. We should lift one another up. That's what Paul is saying. Says, And those who don't eat certain food must not condemn those who do. For God has accepted them. Okay? So that's the other extreme. We say, um, those who do this, who do this, who do this. Why should they do it? Is there any need? Just leave them to their God. Okay? And let everybody worship God with a clear conscience. Verse 4 says, who are you to condemn someone's someone else's servant? Their own master will judge whether they stand or fall, and with the Lord's help, they will stand and receive his approval. Okay? In the same way, some think one day is more holy than another. Another day, while others think every day is alike, You should each be fully convinced that whichever day you choose is acceptable. Now, I don't know whether you know the implication of this verse 5. So, by choosing a day to become holy for the average Jew, or whoever is listening to Paul knows that Paul is saying, uh, in a sense, it's a day you set aside that you really want to spend some time alone, in quotes, with God. And for them, it was the Sabbath day. But Paul is saying that, no, whatever day you choose, whatever day you choose, let each person, he says, you should each be fully convinced that whichever day you choose is acceptable. In other words, whichever day I choose. So... We could choose that our own Sunday is actually Monday. Uh In other words, I hope you know that Sabbath day is actually not Sunday. Uh Sabbath day is actually Saturday. Uh It is the merging of all the cultures and religion and everything that made them move it to Sunday okay so but there's actually nothing keeping us again in in sunday if the day you want to choose is monday or tuesday god bless you we should not call we should not condemn one another why are you not picking this day why were you not in church on sunday as if as if <laughs> going to church is what makes sunday sunday uh, no 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 he no, no, no. says let each person be fully convinced that whichever day you choose is acceptable. Those who worship the Lord on a special day do it to honor Him. Those, those who eat any kind of food do so to honor the Lord, since they give thanks to God before eating. And those who refuse to eat certain food also want to please the Lord and give thanks to Him. Okay? Every one of them, the most important thing is, what, is why they are doing it. It says, for we don't live for ourselves ...or die for ourselves. We should do it for God. If we live, it is to honor the Lord. And if we die, it is to honor the Lord. So, whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Christ died and rose again for this very purpose. To be Lord, both of the living and the dead. Hmm? Yes, that was why Jesus... Died on that cross. Christ died and rose again for this very purpose. For the very purpose so that we can live to honor the Lord. And if we choose, if we choose, because it has to be a matter of choice, die to honor the Lord. For that purpose, Jesus died and rose again to be Lord both of the living and the dead. So, why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat. We will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For the scripture says, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee, every knee will bow, will bend to me, and every tongue will declare allegiance to me. Isaiah chapter 43 Yes, each each of us Will give a personal account to God So let's stop condemning each other Each one of us will give a personal account to God So I don't know whether this giving of accounts Will be exclusively you and God But it would be nice to see some people's accounts eh, As in... (laughs) so that it will be public because the way some people live uh, it's as if they are a better Christian they are a better version than every other person but I promise you each one of us stands only by the grace that God gives us Okay, so you have strength, strength of character, strength of virtue, strength in faith, strength in loving God Use it to the glory of God. Another person is weak in their faith, struggling in their faith, struggling in virtue, but pressing towards God. I say, do it all to the glory of God, and the Lord will bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. He says, yes, each of us, will give accounts. We give a personal account to God. 13. So let's stop condemning each other decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall that's the most important thing 14 i know and i'm convinced on the authority of the, of the lord jesus that no food in itself in and of itself is wrong to eat but if anyone believes it is wrong then, for that person, it is wrong if anyone believes that. Okay, it's a matter of conscience, really. Sincerely, it's a matter, it's down to a matter of conscience. Whatever the Lord does, is He said the Bible says He looked at them and He says it was good, it was very good. Okay, so it is not wrong. It says, it's, um, Let's read 14 again. I know and I'm convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat but if someone believes it is wrong then for that person it is wrong it is your belief that made it wrong and if another believer is distressed by what you eat you are not acting in love if you eat it don't let your eating ruin someone for whom christ died so you will not eat, not because you, you there's anything wrong or you can't, but you do not eat it because of love for your brother. You could eat it if you were staying alone privately, okay? Since then, you will be criticized for doing something you believe is good. So the question is, who will criticize you? Aha! This is when we stand before the judgment seat. That's when you realize that your strength in faith... In quote, oh, uh, that strength and and boldness that you were dec- you were showing, you were not doing a lot of it in love. Hmm? It says, then you will you will you will not be criticized for doing anything you believe is good. Uh, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude you will please God and others will approve of you too. Okay? So there's an attitude to serving God. It is the attitude of love. That's what Paul is telling us. So then, 19, let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Aim for harmony in the church and and try to build each other up. Don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Remember... All foods are acceptable, but it is wrong to eat something if it makes another person stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else if it might cause another believer to stumble. You may believe there is nothing wrong with what you are doing, but keep it between yourself and God. Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something they have decided is right. But if you are you, if you have doubt about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning. if you go ahead and do it for you are not following your convictions. If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. So you see you see the, the problem with the concept of sin now right? It is not necessarily that it is a sin. Your heart, your conviction, Made it a sin. (laughs) So when we stand before God, that's where some things will become clear and will will be unveiled to us. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 15, living to please others. Let's go on. It says, We who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about things like this. We must not just please ourselves, we should help others do what is right. And build them up in the Lord. For even Christ didn't live to please himself. Imagine if Jesus lived for himself. <laughs> Christ didn't live to please himself, as the scripture says, the insult of those who the insults of those who insult you, O God, have fallen on me. Psalm 69, verse 9. Such things were written. Let's read that again. <laughs> that scripture, that scripture, says sixty-nine, verse nine. The insults of do, the insults of those who insult you, O God, have fallen on me. Hmm. And of course, he's talking about the Messiah, right? He says such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us, and the scriptures give us hope and encouragement that as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us, and the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Verse 5, May God, who gives this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other as is fitting for, for followers of Christ Jesus. Since then, all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the father of our lord jesus christ so you see that look god is more focused on our unity focus on our attitude even much more than our strength it's good to be strong be a strong believer be strong in character very 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 good but for the body god is more focused that the body grows together just think about it. even your body Okay, you will want your entire body to grow to grow together. I'm telling you I promise you You will want all of it to grow together Okay, that is the only way where the body will be healthy So verse 7 says therefore accept each other just as christ has Accepted you so that god will be giving glory. Hi hey, I think some people will want this verse to be erased from the bible The word of God says, "Accept each other, just as Christ has accepted you, so that God will be given glory." There are many, so I know that there are many that there are at least two or three dimensions you can give, you can give that to that to that region. But I think the most basic one is 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 to say, "Accept each each other, just as Christ accepted you yourself." as terrible and as weak as you are. Because I know that you portray strength. But Christ accepted you and forgave your sins. So the Bible says accept each other. Or you could interpret it as accept each other as Christ accepted all of you. You see that? It says so that God will be glorified. Very important. But accept each other. We must learn to tolerate each other. Learn to accept each other. Even though we might not always be the same. You don't know how much your body accepts the other parts even though they are not they are not the same. The eye is not the same thing as the leg. They are very different, but they accept they they accept each other. Okay? Verse 8 remember that Christ came as a servant to the Jews to show that God is true to the promises He made to their ancestors. He also came so that the Gentiles might give glory to God for his mercies to them. That is what the psalmist meant where they wrote, For this I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing praises. So your names, these things are in the Old Testament, okay? So if you meet an average Jew, all of this is in their book. So what Paul did for us Christians is for us to be able to present the gospel to, to the Jew, present the gospel to agnostics, to an atheist, somebody who says there is no God, somebody who says, okay, I worship God, but I worship God in another religion, Okay? be able to present the gospel to them. Eh? Christ, oh, Christ, he says, showed himself true. You know, in fulfilling God's promises to, to, to their ancestors, talking to, about the Jews, and then for us Gentiles, and then Paul gives us clear scriptures in the Old Testament. He says, for this I will praise your, you among the Gentiles, I will sing praises to your name. Psalm, Psalm 18, verse 49. It says, and in another place, it is written, Rejoice, rejoice with his people, you Gentiles. Rejoice with his people, you Gentiles. The only way we can rejoice with his people is because we have become a part of them. Hmm. It says, and yet again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Praise him, all you people People of the earth, Psalm one one seven, verse one. Okay, so you see how Paul clearly presents this thing masterfully. Okay, he says, and he says, and in another place, Isaiah said, the heir to David's throne will come, and he will rule over the Gentiles. They will place their hope on him. Isaiah chapter eleven, verse ten. All of these things are clearly prophesied in the prophets. Okay? I pray that God, verse 13, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Since then, you will overflow with confident confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Next, Paul talks about his reason for writing. Okay? His post-reason for writing the book of Romans, even without meeting the church in Romans. Remember, he wrote this long before he even got the opportunity to even visit, to even visit them. He says, I am fully convinced my dear brothers and sisters that you are full of goodness. You know these things so well. You can teach each other, teach, teach each other all about them. Even so, I have, been, I have been bold enough to write about some of these points, knowing that all you need is this reminder. So the book of Romans is a reminder. For by God's grace, I am a special messenger. From Christ Jesus to you Gentiles, I bring you the good news so that I might present you as an acceptable offering to God made holy by the holy spirit you, you see so one of paul's purpose in writing the book of message the sorry the book of romans is to be able to present the good news yes so i have reason to be as enthusiastic about all christ has done through me in my service to god yet i dare not boast about anything except what christ has done through me bringing the gentiles to god by my message and by the way i walk among them 19 they were convinced by the power of miraculous signs and wonders and by the power of god's spirit in this way i have fully presented the goodness of christ from jerusalem all the way to Illy- illyricum 20 my ambition has always been to preach the good news where the name of christ has never been heard rather than where a church has already been started by someone else. I have been following the plan, the plan spoken in the scripture where it says, those who have never been told about me will see, and those who have never heard of me will understand. Isaiah chapter 52 verse 15. In fact, my visit to you has been delayed so long because I have been preaching in, in these places. Next, Paul talks about this other travels, but now I have finished my work in these regions, and after all these long years of waiting, I am eager to visit you. I am planning to go to Spain, and when I do, I will stop. I will stop off in Rome, and after I have enjoyed your fellowship for a little while, you can provide for my journey. But before I come, I must go to Jerusalem. So you see now. It was from going to Jerusalem that he ended, up, uh, he ended up in the guard room. But before I come, I must go to Jerusalem to take the gifts of the believers there. For you see, the believers in Macedonia and Achaia have been eagerly taking up an offering for the poor among the believers in Jerusalem. They were glad to do this because they feel they owe a real debt to, debt, debt to them. Uh, since the Gentiles received the spiritual blessing, they received the spiritual blessing, blessings of the good deeds from the believers in Jerusalem. They feel the least they can do in return is to help them financially. So you see that some people give us spiritual blessings. They felt the best way to reward them, at least, is to help them financially. There's nothing wrong with it. 28. As soon as I have delivered this money. This morning, before somebody will say it was farm produce. As soon as I have delivered this money and completed these good deeds of of theirs, I will come to see you on my way to Spain. And I am sure that when I come, Christ will richly bless our time together. Dear brothers and sisters, I urge you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to join in my struggle by praying to God for me. Do this because of your love for me given to you by the Holy Spirit. Pray that I will be rescued from those in Judea who refuse to obey God. Pray also that the, that the believers there will be willing to accept the donation I am taking to Jerusalem. Then, by the will of God, I will be able to come to you with joyful heart, and we will all we will be an encouragement to each other. And now, may the grace God May the grace God gives us give, and now may God who gives us His peace be with you all. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So that is not the conclusion of the book of Romans. There's still a, a chapter 19, but quite amazing. Next, Paul greets his friends. I commend you to our sister Phoebe. So, usually, don't pay attention to the closing to the closing of Paul's letters then you will understand that those who claim that Paul hated women, they don't know what they are saying. <laughs> Paul worked with a lot of women and allowed a lot of women, you know, to teach to pastor churches, okay? So, it means that whatever you are reading into a verse, okay, maybe he sent to a particular church, was written to that church or you need to understand it in the context of the time he's writing i commend you to our sister phoebe who is a deacon you hear that in the church in saint Crea. welcome her in the lord as one who is worthy of honor among god's people so it meant sister phoebe was also going around eh? taking the gospel around paul says welcome her help her in whatever she needs for she has been helpful to many and especially to me. Give my blessing to Priscilla, another woman, and Aquila, my co- 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 co-workers in the ministry of Christ Jesus. In fact, they once risked their lives for me and thankful to them and so are all the Gentile churches. Also give my greetings to the churches that meet, to the church that meets in their home. Greet my dear friend, my dear friend Epinetus He was the first person from the province of Asia to become a a follower of Christ. Give my greetings to Mary, that's the third woman, who has worked so hard for your benefits. Greet Andronicus and Junia, that's the third woman, my fellow Jews, who were in prison with me. Eh? These people chose to... eh, We will die there with him if you are going to send him to prison. Send all of us to prison. (laughs) Who were in prison with me, they are highly respected among the apostles and became followers of Christ before I did. Did you see that? Greet Ampliatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ, and my friend Stachys. Greet Apelles, a good man whom Christ approves. And give my greetings to the believers from the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodion, my fellow Jew. Greet the Lord's people from the household of Narcissus. Uh, yes, and Narcissus. Give my greetings, verse 13, 12. Give my greetings to Tryphena Trif- and Triphosas, the Lord's workers, and to their and to dear Persis, of course, a Wonder Woman who has worked so hard for the Lord, greet Rufus, whom the Lord picked out to be his very own, and also his dear mother, who has been a mother to me. Give my greetings to Asyn, As, Asyncritos, Phlegon, Hermes, Patrobas, Emmas, and the brothers and sisters. Who meet with them? Give my greetings to Philologos, Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and to Olympus and all the believers who meet with them. Greet each other with a sacred kiss. All the churches of Christ send you their greetings. Paul, final instructions. And now I make one, one more appeal, my dear brothers and sisters. Watch out for people who cause division and upset people's faith by teaching things contrary to what you have been taught. Stay away from them. Such people are not serving Christ. You know they were following Paul about, right? (laughs) Such people are not serving Christ our Lord. They are serving their own personal interests. By smooth talk and glowing words, they deceive innocent people. But everyone knows that you are obedient to the Lord. This makes me very happy. I want you to be uh, to be wise in doing right and to stay innocent of any wrong. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. May the grace of, of the Lord Jesus be with you. What did Paul mean by God will soon crush, crush Satan under your feet? Satan is already crushed under, under, crushed under their feet because Jesus already won the victory in Christ Jesus. Okay, so... Timothy, my my fellow servant, sends you his greetings, as do Lucius, Jason, and Sosipata, my fellow Jew. I, Tertius, the one writing this letter for Paul, sends my greetings too, as one of the Lord's followers. Gaius says hello to you. He is my host and also serves as host to the old church. Erastus, the city treasurer, sends you greetings, and so does our brother Quetus. Now, all glory to God, who is able to make you strong, just as my good news says. This message about Jesus Christ has revealed his plan for you Gentiles, a plan kept secret from the beginning of time. But now, as the prophets foretold and the eternal God has commanded, this message is made known to all Gentiles everywhere, so that they too might believe and obey him. All glory to the only wise god true jesus jesus christ forever amen all glory to this wise god to this glory glorious god true jesus christ our lord forever somebody say amen all right so that concludes that concludes the book of romans father we say thank you thank you for helping us complete the book of romans Father, we give all the glory to you. Thank you for the good news. Thank you because we are now saved in Christ Jesus. Father, we bless your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.